It's always a delight to speak to you, given the insight that you help us uh, uh, unpack about the agricultural space and your independent work, as well as uh, uh, the two books that you've authored. But I guess first things first, 2023, I've described it as a year of expensive onions, uh, potatoes, and of course, egg shortages. (laughs) Would my uh, synopsis be accurate? I think, I think it would be accurate, Cooks, uh, but I think w- when one t- takes a look at a broad uh, picture of our agricultural sectors, uh, specifically maybe from a production perspective, I would say it was a mixed uh, year. It was not necessarily all bad, but of course then from a consumer perspective, uh, there were pricing issues of vegetables, meat, eggs, and all of those things. But I think when you assess whether the sector, did it perform really well, did it provide the jobs, economic activity in a number of areas across the country? And I think the answer there could be yes. Uh, In fact, the numbers that we have, for example, this year, they show that the exports activity will remain robust, at least for the first nine months of 2023. They were up by 1% at around about $10.2 billion. You're looking at employment figures in the third quarter, I think we had the highest number of people working in agriculture since the early 90s, just under a million people employed. Uh, So I would say on that side, it was the positive. But of course, then there were a negative side, which you alluded to um, in your opening uh, remarks. 100%. And perhaps let's hold off on the consumer segment because the numbers that you're quoting here, the 10.2 billion US dollars in exports, uh, increase in employment, these are really solid findings for us to follow up on. So I'm, I'm intrigued. Take us deeper. Is this just an uptick in recovery post the pandemic or are there specific changes that have taken place in our agricultural space? There's a number of things, Gooks, that have been happening structurally in South Africa's agriculture for quite some time. And I think you and I are fairly active on social media, on X and elsewhere. Yeah. You typically see these conversations that happen where people say, look, uh, because of the mismanagement of the South African economy by some that are in the political space, perhaps the country is going uh, in a very bad direction, which to a certain extent that is true. But there are also some positives. If you think about agriculture, for example, it's one of those sectors that some people tend to think it has actually done bad. But over the last 30 years, this sector has more than doubled in value and in volume terms. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to your point. I mean, if you think about it now, to say, okay, what has led to that growth? What are some of these things that have been happening under the carpet for some time in agriculture? It's been the the expansion on the export side, Mm -hmm. driven by the private sector, along with the government opening up markets. And that in turn has stimulated a lot of production where we saw a number of farmers planting more trees to expand uh, fruit production, to expand grain production to, to a certain extent. And those are some of the things that have delivered those exports. Because if you look at that number of the exports to say, what's there? It's largely fruit and grains and a little bit of meat. Hmm. So we've done a lot of work on fruit and wine in South Africa on the expansion, but also investments on the genetics to improve the yields uh, over time. And I think these are some of the things that are resulting due to those large volume for exports, but also increased activity for employment. Was there any influence here of, of the Black Sea Grain Initiative? The Grain Initiative was something that influenced a, a lot of activity in the year before, uh, which is 2022, mm-hmm. uh, because it showed up the values of grain. So 
we were in a season where we had a large volumes of grain, but at the same time, the global prices were also fairly favorable. To an extent that in 2022, if you were to look at our exports figure in South Africa, it was at a record level in volume, but also record level in values. We exported uh, about $12.8 billion, not rands, dollars of agricultural products. That was a record level. So the issue of the grain deal and, and and the impact that it had on global agricultural prices was one of those things. This time around, I would say we, we had the supply, but of course, then when there are constraints for, for, for grains in certain markets, we are able to take advantage of that mm-hmm. and push more grain to the Far East uh, to an extent, then I would say that has been a benefit. But I would say put uh, on a net-net basis, the whole thing that happened in the Black Sea, it, it was bad for us because you remember, Cooks, that we import about... 80% of the fertilizer that we use. Yes. So all of the disruption in fertilizer because of what happened in the Black Sea was something that pushed up our input cost quite significantly over time. 100%. What I'm also intrigued by, especially when it comes to our exports, Wandile, my, my brain cells are buzzing already with excitement. I'm considering the, the, the movement of these particular products uh, from the farm gate to our ports uh, and well aware that we have our own domestic challenges when it comes to uh, Transnet and our freight road, rail logistics, as well as the challenges and backlogs at our ports. H- has this uh, played any influence coupled with load shedding? I mean, it, it is one of those um, things that is a major headache, um, the, the ports. And I, I want to choose my words carefully here because we, we are talking with our friends at Transnet and they've been very, very responsive um, to us as the agricultural sector in, in, in all of the things that we communicate and we try to assist. And I would say the fact that our exports figures are looking that way, that on itself, in one part, it speaks to the effort that has been put by industry and Transnet on trying to prioritize agricultural products mm-hmm. uh, because these are perishables. But uh, at the same time, when you talk to people that are actually moving the products at the ports, they will tell you about the headache, um, all of these figures that have been realized on and the costs. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done to improve uh, the ports. And I would say also the railway line and the roads, because the challenge with South Africa, Agux, is that we export about half of what we produce in agricultural products. Mm. So if the ports and the roads are not effective on, 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 on making sure we push the products out, so you are stuck with a situation where you would see profitability of the farms really coming under pressure mm. because we wouldn't have a places to actually send some of these food uh, to. Uh, yes, I know there's a whole discussion about hunger and the other stuff in South Africa, and our export activity doesn't necessarily mean we are sending out products and leave South Africans uh, without supply that's sufficient for the domestic market, but still on what we send outside. Transnet, railway line, the roads in the municipalities, because we do our business in rural towns and the municipalities have been failing dismally in mm. those areas. Very true. Sure, Wandil, and I'm glad you've elaborated on that, right, that food security is not a challenge in South Africa. There is food available. Uh, and I last recall you mentioned that the pricing might be um, um, what, what raises a concern. As we keep with the export environment and market, I'm also keen to talk about um, not only what we've seen in terms of trade agreements, uh, if one considers a Goa, BRICS that were hosted last year, uh, were there any outcomes or findings that came from that to actually bolster uh, the amount of uh, agricultural goods we can export? Sure. I mean, one of the things that I, I do in, in one of my capacity, as you may know, I mean, I'm, I'm the chairman of the Agribusiness Working Group within the BRICS uh, Business Council. And the, the, the key thing that the council members had, had put in, in place there as a priority was this issue of 
broadening export markets and really given us that directive in various working groups to say, let's talk a lot about trade and how South Africa could deepen its exports to a range of markets. And on agriculture, that certainly was the point. But as we all will appreciate and the listeners on the show, that BRICS is not a trade agreement so far. It's still really just a political grouping. Mm -hmm. But the positive thing that came out there was that we needed to find out some form um, of understanding amongst uh, various uh, industries to deepen trade. And in the agricultural working group, we're quite working on that now with the agricultural ministries of various countries and the trade ministries of our various countries to say, how can we deepen the exports? Because that BRICS grouping is very important on, on agriculture because mm-hmm. without the new countries that have been added, just looking at the original BRICS countries and say, how much of the agricultural products do they buy from the world? They spend about 320 billion US dollars on importing agricultural products. So far, South Africa is not sending a lot of products there. BRICS countries make up only 8% of our agricultural exports. 40% is Africa, we're big in Europe and the other countries. So the idea now is to say, how can we deepen that trade within BRICS while at the same time retaining our market access in, in the US, in the EU, in Asia, as well as in greater Africa. So those are some of the things that we, we currently looking at. 100%. You're sharing gems here that uh, I, I'm going to use in future conversations, no doubt, and become an agricultural expert <laughs> myself. <laughs> but on that note, Wandile, we can't ignore the fact that uh, there were also some uh, factors that we had to contend with last year. Avian flu. Um, I understand that that was also quite significant uh, within the domestic environment. Uh, there was a major issue in South Africa. I would say the entire biosecurity system. By that, to the listeners, I mean the measures to control the animal diseases uh, were, were, were very weak in South Africa. That when we say we have uh, weaknesses in our biosecurity, we, we're specifically looking at that. We talked a lot last year about the avian uh, flu, which was affecting egg production, poultry production. But the other thing that perhaps maybe may have gone under the radar for many people is that we were also struggling with African swine fever, which was affecting pig farmers. Mm. At the same time, foot and mouth disease, which was affecting cattle farmers. So for the first time, we had three of these major diseases really hammering our livestock industry. And for livestock and poultry in South Africa, it's a very important one. Because if you think about the South African agricultural economy, Poultry and livestock make up about 48%. Almost half of our agricultural economy was under threat because of this. So this year, the idea then is to say the Department of Agriculture working with industry, can we go back on ensuring that the measures to control diseases are in place? Our our labs are working um, to produce the vaccines. um, And there are all kinds of ways of surveillance to ensure that when uh, animal diseases are detected, the measures are followed to control uh, the spread of that. So those are some of the things. But I'm saying this at a high level, but if you had to talk to executives of companies that are in the poultry space, in a dairy space, in a meat production, of course, they will show you the numbers that they were bleeding last year. So it was very difficult uh, for the colleagues that were in the space. 100%. 100%. Wandile, as we wrap up, I don't want you to go though, but I am aware that we're under pressure for time. In less than a minute, uh, what should we anticipate uh, for 2024? I think 2024 is going to be positive. We are in an El Nino, which is typically drought, but as we see across South Africa, it has brought good rainfall this year around. Uh, so from a crop production perspective, things are looking well. Policy perspective, we will be focusing a lot on land-related matters, 
agricultural finance, animal diseases, and on programs, of course, logistics will still be one of the things that will be on the table. But on a net-net basis, you could look at this year as positive for agriculture, but also positive on food price inflation perspective for a consumer. We will see much better environment in 2024 compared to the previous year. Sounds fantastic. Good for our agricultural sector, good for our economy, uh, and overall does speak to a theme that we do need to uh, concede, to see uh, more, more of being continued growth. But Wandile, such a pleasure having you on, and thank you so much for your time, sir. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.